following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two chances for you! Welcome to episode number 11, 10 plus GST of The Take with Willie and Ian. Hello, William. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm good. The microphone is lower and I'm not coping. You know, you, it does move. I don't want to push touch straight it. up to your mouth. You know I don't what I mean? No, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it. Well, if you ruin the sound, we're going to sack you. No, I'll just, I can talk like that now. So it's all right. And uh, William, how are you? Good. I'm good, mate. How are you? You had a little, uh, you had a talk on Friday yeah. with. Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy. Bellamy. Yeah. It was quite interesting because Belly was in the um, – he was obviously supposed to go there face-to-face and speak to everyone with me. That was, it was a great um, great cause, raising money for Mark Hughes Foundation, a couple of people with brain cancer on the Central Coast, and we went up there just for um, to raise money. Anyway, long story short, he couldn't go because of the COVID um, protocols and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. he – and then he did a Zoom – from fucking the Gold Coast, and it was the weirdest shit I've ever seen. It was it was like this old dude looking down at this thing. Hey, is it, is it on? Is it on? Oh, he didn't on. hear shit. No one said, and I was like, oh my fucking god! I'm sitting there like this. Everyone loves Belly, you know what I mean? He's intense, and he's 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 leaning over the computer, so he's looking down. There's a big big fucking screen where I was, so that all people was looking at him. He was, he was nearly he was leaning over. He, goes, he fucking hear me. Can you fucking hit like it went for a? I went. Up, I went, up, went to the toilet, come back, got a beer, and they were still working it out. Was he? Was it like when he's in the box and that bloke's turning around and he's in the box blowing up at his team, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's just and a his wife. His wife, Bell in the his, his wife was there going, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I don't oh. know can they fucking hear me? <laughs> it was hilarious. It was like a comedy act, and everyone's like, because everyone had you know the perception of of crazy intense guy and everything like it was just like it was it was hilarious by the end of it because it went for so long. And then they asked a heap of questions and all that kind of stuff. And then the, the end was even funnier because he's, he's, he's looking at the computer, walking away going, is, is it off? Is it off? It's like, fucking get him off, please. I reckon, honestly, looking at Craig Bellamy and Wayne Bennett and the, the difference that you get from yeah. the coaching side of it, to it's fascinating. We'll actually talk about coaches a bit Totally later, different, but, mate. Um, that's actually a good segue. I am so good at these segues. But speaking of coaches, Will... Mm. Samoa, there yeah. has been. We had this. We started the Sack Matt Parish yeah. last week. It has really picked up momentum mm. over the last little while. I think people are starting to realise that something stinks, yeah. and that. And no disrespect to Matt Parish, but he has had a good go at trying to make that Samoan side better, and he failed. There's no, there's no way around it. He has not done the job that he has been set up to do. Nope. There are a lot of people that are saying one thing and then behind the scenes saying another. There's a lot of people um, that have come out and said if things change, they will get on board the Samoa train. Have you got any more light to shed on that, William? Has um, it been, there's been a lot of movement. Today was a really good article. George Clark, he wrote it and he put it all over Twitter and I retweeted it. And if you, if you want a good read and you want to understand what's going on in the Samoan, in the Samoan camp, read that. It's very – It's it, he – obviously, players are talking. Former players, whether it be Nigel Vungana, Tony Pulatuasi, Soliola, Rennie Matua, these guys have got a lot of credibility in the game. Do you know what I mean? And they have not said one good word about Parrish. 
And everything that we we touched on last week is exactly how it is. You know, like the disrespecting of the culture, you know, the payments, everything like that. It's sort of just, you know, reiterated everything that we said last week. So guys like Nigel Vung and Asiya Soliola, they don't say much. When they say shit, it's, it carries a lot of weight. You know, see, so yeah, they're some really respectful people. Guys like uh, Big uh, P- big Papa going, yeah, I would play, paraphrasing, I would play if he wasn't the coach, pretty much. Pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, then, and they know that the Samoan team is, is on something, is on the road to something special, but something needs to happen board-wise and coach-wise. They change that coach you'll see a plethora of Samoan young kids and superstar players. This is not part-time footballers anymore back in 2008, 2013. You've got the real deal here. Mm. 2021, you're going to get the real deal. The big big papa, Junior Paulo, Payne Haas. You know I mean? I'll just name a couple of names. RTS, like Crichton, Toto, superstars, Luai, and Nate if, Brown. You know, people, these guys are fucking superstars in the NRL. They want to play for Samoa. They just need a coach. So I, I can just reiterate, reiterate the words. Just sack him, or you need to stand down. I I've, I honestly think, and if, if people don't think that the Johns brothers and I mean I can't speak for Sonny Bill William obviously, but I saw Sonny last week. That they are dead serious. Like I, I, they are one hundred percent serious about this, and it's not a joke. It's not something. It's not a publicity stunt. It's just yeah. they genuinely want to see rugby but they league see, grow. They, in they, that they understand like the rosters on NRL teams fifty percent Polynesian. You know what I mean? Like they, they understand where the game's going, where our strengths lie, and we're trying to embrace that, and we're trying to get the Polynesian game like up where it should be. You know what I mean? Like, I think unions failed in that because the All Blacks keep draining all the players. Have a look at the, the British Lions. There's about three or four Tongans in that. Yeah. About, probably about eight Polynesian players because they don't want to go back and play for, for Samoa Tonga because of the, it's very political and it doesn't give you 20K a game. Yeah. And, and players right now, I swear, like they, they would play for nothing in the Samoan team and Tongan team and Fiji, every, all the Pacifics because now the contracts are pretty big. You know what I mean? Your your playing contract. So you know what? If you're on about eight nine hundred a mil or five hundred, you know five hundred plus, you're not worried about it. Um, ten grand. Here ten grand here and there. Or if you can, you know, play for Australia and earn maybe sixty grand or I don't know, like eighty grand at the World Cup. No one cares. It's not that anymore. When will when I was playing, that was because because the, the Pacific game hasn't picked up. Our option was to play for for Australia. You know, that was the best. That was a pinnacle in the two thousands. Was to play for Australia. And that was it. You want to be one of the if you want to be one of the best players, you play for New Zealand or Australia, and that's what I chose. You know, guys like Tamana Tahu and Pe- Petro Sivanasivu and myself, we were all from Pacific Island backgrounds. And I think if you're looking at Josh Papali came out and said today that you know he's Australian, he was born in Australia, but his parents are Samoan, and that's different. that's it's that sort of heritage. They should be holding onto that, and they should be holding that up as probably the most important thing in the game. Like I've know? played. A shitload of tests for Australia and Origins and Grand Finals, stuff like that. That is one of the highlights of my career representing Tonga in the 2000 World Cup 21 years ago. Yeah. Because of my heritage and I just I love it and I love my mum so much. And and I just, that was one of the proudest moments for me personally because I can actually reflect right now mm. and just have a look at, oh, this, is, this was good, this was good. Like, no, no, those, that, that, that 2000 World Cup camp, I was like 19. You know, because I mean? you know, we're brought up here, you're brought up in the Australian way. It's totally different. And you go there, and that's what Nigel Vungan has said. You know, you got to, you know, you connect back with your roots and your culture. And even if you can't speak the language, you know where you're coming from, and all this kind of stuff. There, that's the education that you get taught in these camps. 
And Parrish was not embracing that sort of stuff. Yeah. And that's why the players are very passionate about playing for Samoa or Tonga. Uh, Christian Wolf embraces everything. Yeah. Where's the Tibendu, all the traditional stuff, all that kind of stuff. He embraced and he loved it and the players love him. Surely if you are a coach, regardless of anything about your coaching ability, you can, if you get to that level, surely you can understand that the most important part of the Samoan or the Tongan or whatever, those Islander nations, is their heritage. If you don't tap yeah. into that, you're not only not a good coach, you're also not the brightest bloke in the world because that no. is what that passion and is what changes the game. And if I was if I was Parish or anyone like that, and I'm, I'm sitting there, I played, I've been there for two World Cups, he, watching all this shit transpire in the last couple of weeks, I'll be like, I'm going to stand down because I'm holding this nation back. I'm going to stand down. I'm going to give the reins to Nigel Vungana. I'm going to give it to, uh, to to the Johns brothers, Sia Soliola, all these guys who love Samoa and rugby league. Give it to them. Like, I don't understand. I'll be like, I would never want to go into camp right now with all this shit being said about me, knowing full well they don't fucking like me. I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd be, be embarrassed. I would be highly embarrassed. It's not like he's getting paid a shitload of money or anything like that. I'd be like, I'm, I, don't want, I don't want to hold back this country anymore because obviously the players aren't playing for me. I've got a 26% winning um, record. You know, no, obviously no one wants to play. I can't drag any players here. They fucking signed a petition to get me out. How much more and how much more? How much more of a hit can you can you not take? I think he doesn't quite. He doesn't understand. Maybe it's they're not being clear enough. With Maybe the, he's spe- the speaking Samoan for him. He's just fluent now. Apparently, <laughs> I reckon. Honestly, I think something will happen with this because ultimately, yeah. I mean, if, he, Matt Parrish. I mean, he just needs to. He just needs to go. Look, all right. Obviously, you don't want to play for me. This, that. I'm done. And he, surely this isn't helping his coaching career either. You know what it's I mean? Like you look at it and you go, well, your, your team hates you. Well, have a look at the, the amount of players that are actually uh, available and want to play for Samoa is unbelievable. And I know that would be probably about a half. And the players that don't get picked in New Zealand or Australia, then they'll go play because they want to get the fuck out of Australia and go to England. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you'll get the same result. Yeah. You won't get out of your pool. No. All right. Well, speaking of things we hate, no, I don't hate Matt Parrish. Good luck. Good luck to him. I hope he enjoys coaching the New South Wales words. Cup next year. Word. It's a strong. It's too strong. strong. It's too Ian, strong. Ian Burns. Too I don't strong. hate anyone. Uh, I hate the bunker. There you go. Yeah. Can How I tell right? you? I I was watching that game on Friday night, and one of my good mates is an Eel supporter. Hello, die. And he was straight away into me because the Roosters were getting beaten. I don't care if the Roosters win or lose, but you bring in an eighteenth man rule specifically for the exact thing that happened on Friday night. Mm. He puts knees straight in the kid's back. The bloke's in hospital now. With He's got a punctured lung. He's got his entire lungs have collapsed. Yeah. He's got no ribs left. He's, you know, he's he's in an iron lung. And nothing. No, nothing. No yeah. 12th, no 18th man. Like, how is that? I think that- there's a rule. I think Robbo, that's what Robbo was um, He's got to get sent off, off about. Yeah, and then they didn't give him the heads up when he could. There was about... Uh, a, a, Breaking play or somewhere. Like, I saw, I'm paraphrasing. Here, he goes. There was a there was there was an amount of time there where he could have put Suwali or something in, and it wouldn't have been an interchange, or they could have you know um, put the 18th man there. He something had, like the that. 18th man had to go on. If so, the only reason yeah, you can the replace rule? is if so. If Dylan Brown gets sinbin and Hutchinson goes off, yeah. then you can put the 18th man in. So nothing happens. They so go they, to the bunker. So they waited for him to get stretched off and then they then they couldn't use him. Something and then, like that. And that's and why he they, lost his shit. They put him on report at half time. They yeah. went, oh, no, he's on report now. Yes, that. You've watched that, that's 65 it. times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, I, I, I don't think Dylan Brown is a dirty player. I'm not saying that no, at all. No, but no, no, no. 
under the, the, the rules of the game, he's coming with his knees. Yeah. So he's got to go. And then you bring on Suwali for his debut and he scores eight tries and they win. Yeah, that was the end. That, that was, was how it happens. <laughs> but that's, yeah, I think, yeah, the bunker just get it wrong. The game gets it wrong every now and again, more more so than not. Than not. You can see why Belly, I mean, um, Robbo just loses his, pit, loses his shit in the, in the presser. In the presser. And, and I'm not sure if they get told what not to say and all that kind of stuff in, in the um, press. And they're like, don't bag refs and this and that. Otherwise don't say you're the bunker's shit. And otherwise you're going to get, but then they ask all the fucking questions. What about the bunker? You know what I mean? Like, what do you think about the well, bunker? Well, maybe, maybe you should peep the um, all the journos and say, stop asking about this kind of stuff because, then, yeah. you know, then it just becomes a no news story, you know? So, I mean, I, don't, I, I love what Robbo said. I love what Ricky says. All these all these coaches, they're passionate. These guys, like, they're very passionate people, man. You can't the, get away with it. The thing that I, the, that bothers me with the bunker, they spent $18.7 billion on the bunker. Yeah. It's still human error. There's still humans in the bunker. We're not, it's not Skynet. You haven't got... Robots looking after everything. So you're going, mm. we're no, going to spend all yet. this money and then we're going to go up to the bunker. There's still humans in the bunker. So it's going to make mistakes. I just mm. don't understand why we have to sit there with the five minutes of thing and then you go, oh, the bunker's made a mistake. Yeah, because it's a human. There's yeah. human error. But they make too many mistakes. All man. the time. And there's terrible mistakes like this. It makes the news. It's like they do it on purpose. So why have the bunker? Like, what the fuck? Like you can see that. And it's exactly like Nathan Brown's not a dirty player and he's near Cora. Two, two incidents, incidences where they should have been. At least for 10 in today's rules. Yeah. My head, I'm like, ah, oh, let's fucking play on. Tedesco was falling into it. He was already committed to the tackle with Nathan Brown. Like, it's just unlucky where his knee hit him. Mm. Probably the most unluckiest place in the world. There was no malice there, but hey, don't come in with your knees. Simple fucking rule, isn't it? Pretty simple. You know what I mean? If you don't come in with your knee, if you dive in with your head, you don't hit him. That's why the rules are in place. Mm. So you've got a rule there, Bunker. Use it. Or, or ref, you don't lead him with your knees. It's cut and dry. Bang, you're off for 10. You you shoulder charge him, like you, you a shoulder to the head, 10 minutes. Mm. That's the way you got to rule things. It's just black and white. I'm not saying you're a dirty player, Brown. I'm not saying you're a dirty player, Nikora, but the rules are in place right now to, to take care of all this fucking shit that's going on. And they still don't use it. And they wait for this shit to happen. They wait for coaches to lose their plot. They wait for players to lose their plot. When you can easily solve it on the field right there and then if you're a ref that knows what the fuck is going on. Explain to me, they go, so it was right before halftime obviously. So then they put the bloke on report during the halftime break and they run out and they go, oh, he's on report now. Now what changed in the time where they looked at it for it had to be at least three minutes they looked at it, mm. and then nothing happens. They go into the thing, and then they go, oh, hang on. Uh, we, yeah, we stuffed up here. Should we have another his, look oh, at that? You know what? Yeah, he's going – oh, he's on a stretcher, and he's going to um, he's going to hospital. Maybe maybe, maybe we should look at that. There's an ambulance here. Let's have a look at that, guys. And what, just go through the fucking play? Can you not see that in the replay that he led with his knees? Can you not see that in the replay that it's a shoulder to the head? Maybe that's why might. players get so pissed off, and that's why like coaches get so pissed off because they see it. Like, what the fuck are they seeing in the bunker when you, it's plain there, you watched it. I know it looks terrible in slow motion and all that kind of stuff, but even in real time, like, that's a shoulder to the head. Real time, bang. Oh, knees in the back. Yeah, that's 10 minutes in our rule book in 2021. But you slow down knees in the back, it's still knees in the back. Like, it's That's different. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what it is. It's knees in the back, it's shoulder to the head. So they know these rules and you still don't have the balls to do anything about it. They've had a week. They've set, they've stood them down. Oh, for fucking a who week. cares? I'll be back in fucking two weeks making the same shit, like stupid decisions. So, I, like, so even like me, I get so worked up on this shit because I understand. I just, I don't understand how you can ruin something like that. I don't. I just don't understand. 
Like we're watching the same game. You're supposed to be an adjudicator and you do all these fucking courses and all this sort of bullshit to be a ref and you still can't get it right. Do you do a course to get in the bunker? Yeah. It's, it's the bunker course. Yeah, it's apparently really, really like... It's a tough. Yeah, it's so tough. We should... We should and it's so popular as well. Like it's one of the most popular courses you can do in TAFE. Can we... Um, you can actually we, do it in year seven. Let's get the producer. Can we actually oh, film... Damn. Can we do a recording in the Producer's bunker one day? pissing himself. Can we get... We get to start the bunker. <laughs> oh, I want to do it. There'd be no mistakes. Trust technology. me. I've got technology right there and I know the rules. They'd refer us to the bunker every two seconds. Yeah. If they could refer us, we're in the bunker to somewhere else, they would. Do you know what I would refer to the bunker, Will? Jeez, how's my segues tonight? Ready for this one? Do you know what I would refer to the bunker? What? Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs <laughs> and their treatment of Cole Flanagan Ooh, with the press conference. Nice, nice. <sighs> stunning, I thought stunning. that that was, to make that poor kid, he gets hooked. Mm-hmm. Then they make him go to a press conference. Someone asks him a question about his dad. The kid's obviously devastated from... And loves his dad. And loves his dad. Obviously, he tears up when he talks about his dad. So he's he's had a terrible start. The, the dogs have had a terrible start to the season. You can't blame Cole Flanagan. Cole Flanagan gets hooked in a game on the weekend. Then they roll him out in front of this thing and they say some fairly emotional questions. You know, has your dad been a big support to you? Well, I mean... He emotionally reacts to that, which, uh, good on you, Kyle. Don't ever change that no. part of your personality. And then they go, well, how do you reckon you'll go this week? Do you reckon you'll get dropped? And he goes, I don't know, probably not. And then an hour later he gets dropped. Who hasn't told him mm. on Tuesday that he's get dropped? It's very poor communication, put it that way. And if, you know, like I would like to think, I'll give Baz the benefit of the doubt here, I'd like to think that he had that conversation with him on about Monday or at least Tuesday morning saying, look, I don't think you'll be playing. Something like that. Or, you know, some sort of communication where if Lachlan Lewis is out, this, this and this, you're still not playing. That needs to be said. Because mm. it looks to me like no one has talked to him. It's awful bad. And, it's, and, if it's, and if that's wrong, you'll lose the dressing room. Mm. You'll lose the dressing room if there is no communication. You left that kid out there to do a fucking media conference. Mate, any decent coach would have been, all right, He's, he's my young kid. You're not talking to the media. I know there's rules in place where, you know, you, they have to, there's, you, know, you have to talk to these players, this and that, but it's not full on. If, if Baz goes, all right, you're not talking to Flano, you can talk to this, this and this, the media will say yes, as long as some people are out there. Someone, the media manager or something should have went, nah, you're not talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? How about we look after this kid? He's 22 years old. He's a baby. He's an emotional young kid. He's gone. For, he's probably the first time he's ever got hooked in his whole fucking life. And and, really, and then, you know what I mean? Then you ask him all these personal questions. Fair enough, I get it with the media. But, I mean, media manager, communicate with your head coach. Talk to fucking Baz about who was in the side because yeah. these pricks are asking all these questions. They wanted him there. As if, as if, as if like, all the journalists are going, fuck, I, want I hope Flanagan comes out. Because if they did, I've been, I've been in teams before where Wayne's like, you're not talking. You're not talking this week. You're not talking this week because there's too much bullshit in the in. You know what I mean? They want to ask all these questions. It gives it. It gives fuel. It gives to the them fire. ammo. It gives yeah. them ammo. You hide this little kid. You you know like you just look after your players, man. That's what I'm saying. If he's if he's not looked after there and they they just fed him to the wolves like that and then you drop him and the players find that out that there was no communication between the player and the head coach. Fuck me. Because realistically, if you look at Kyle Flanagan, Kyle Flanagan went from Cronulla to the Roosters. And I don't know what happened at the Roosters, but after one year at the Roosters where he had a reasonable year, he's got pumped. And thank you, thank young you to Young Henry's for sponsoring us. It's a wonderful, wonderful How good beer. Is free piss. And 
Do you know what? <laughs> Possibly cans aren't the best for a podcast, but anyway. I don't mind cans. No, I like that sound. It reminds me of the solo ad, remember? Oh, you're not the solo man. The solo man. I'm the solo man. You're not the solo man. I'll kill I'm him. More. I will take him to school. You, you look like Chuck Norris, the solo man. <laughs> anyway, young Henrys, you're doing a great job. Uh, we love your beer and also we love your cans that ruin the podcast halfway through. But Cole Flanagan mm. got to the Roosters. He got punted after one year. So the kids already had a bit of a knock in terms of confidence. Then he gets hooked. Then he gets dropped. In between that, they shove him out to, I just think, yeah. like, at, at, it's going to build resilience for him. And no one's but he should saying, never, he should never ever have been able to deal with the media if people were around him that cared about him at that club. Do you know what I mean? I agree. If, you know, like the, the media managers talk to the coach and all that kind of stuff, the communication was there, I don't think he'd be out there doing this. No. If you cared about that young kid, you've got a big future, Flano. He's just going for a really shit time. And he doesn't, he didn't deserve to go out there on that, on that interview. He just didn't. He's already had probably the worst week of his rugby league, of his young rugby league career, and you throw him to the wolves like that. Makes me sick. It feels a bit like with Canterbury that what they're doing is they're going, all right, well, we've just got to get through this year and then next year we've got all these troops coming. We've got Matt Burton coming. We've got Addo Carr coming. We've got – you can't tread water. You know what I mean? Like I just think – What are you going to do with Matt, if Matt Burton doesn't come? He won't backflip, will he? Would they sign him on 350 a year? He's probably worth nearly a mil now. A million. A year. A game. A minute, no, but I'm like, serious. He's he he's he's skyrocketed. He's marketplace. Oh, so just sure. say in the first, just say when he signed for the dogs, yeah, he played five or six games. Haven't really seen you play. You got a massive big future. Got a big boot on you. Blah 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 blah. Played five eight. Come off the bench. Started a few games. Right now, played left center. Played fullback. Played five eight in a winning side and is absolutely killing it. Mm. On the verge of now, like they're, they're, his name is in the is in the origin mix. Mm. You understand that? And like, I don't think if I'm if I'm burdened, I don't think three fifty is going to cut it. Well, he signed it, so I hope. I do, oh, so did Terry Evans, straight out. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So it's already been set. The precedent has been set. So it's not like, oh shit, I'm like, I'm, you don't think his manager's going, fuck, I can get you six, seven hundred. Did you bring up Terry Evans because he took your money? Is that the one? No, you just I love DCA. Shut up. You're the one who keeps having a crack at him. But <laughs> as I said, like, do you you don't think that the manager's going, or you. You can get out of this deal. We, you know, get, we can get. I can get you double a year. I know this fucking this. This is happening right now. Trust me. Do you know what I was thinking about the other day? They've signed Brent Naden mm-hmm. from, and he's playing reserve grade at the moment because they've moved Burton to the centres, and Burton's doing a good job now. If Flanagan and Avarillo were doing well in the in the halves, Naden could end up being behind Burton in the centres again. I mean, do they do they play? No, they you, play. You are, not, at, you are putting Burton at five eight straight away, and dude. then what do you do with Avarillo? You put him left centre. Okay. And yeah, then easily. You, just, you put him at centre. I think he should be centre right now. Yeah. He's not a 5'8". No. He's a ball runner. He yeah. wants to run. Yeah. Not many options there for a young kid, but no. I still think he's a strike centre. He plays He plays a really good football last couple of, uh, I think last year. So I think he's a centre. He just got pushed into 5'8". Yeah. Because they just didn't have anyone. So I'm just saying, man, Burton's in that position right now. Very precarious situation where I know the money would have been upped. Everywhere to say, you know, like, and, and I think if you're the dogs, you're up in that contract. Do we need to fact check 350? I reckon he's getting more than that. Wouldn't be more than that. Okay. 350, 400. Do you want to fact check that? 
500 at some point. Now, listen. Yeah, I don't while, think it was much more than a mil one point, you know, over three years. While we're talking about signings, oh, these segues. Adam Reynolds has just signed with the Broncos. <laughs> Will? It's a good this segue. is three in yeah, a row. Yeah, yeah uh, yes, yes. Good signing? Oh, I think so. It, it's, it, it fits. You've got um, a senior player out there and everyone's like, we need a halfback, we need a person who can just run us around the track and, you know, great kicking game. He ticks all those boxes, you know. Um, good leadership, won a premiership, played Origin, well over 200 games. Like season campaigner, that's, that's what Brisbane need. They need a leader. You know, they'll probably, I wouldn't be surprised if they just throw him the captaincy straight away, but I think it's a good signing. Big loss for South. Not even South going to kick themselves. God South damn. Kick themselves. I mean, I, I know, know they played pretty bad on the weekend, but fuck. Some holes are in there. My major, my major concern now is where do you play my new favourite player, Woodstock Burden, Bourbon, Tyson Gamble? <laughs> the man who celebrates he's every fr- game. He's fiery as hell, too. I, I watched him, him play. See, what I told a great you. game. He's cranky. Well, he's, he's probably on his last legs. You said he was at another couple of clubs, another couple of clubs before. So he probably thinks this is his last shot. Mm. He's just doing everything right. Yeah, he is. Fire a little dude well. to get up and pushing blokes. I'm not sure if the game, because it's 2021, I'm not sure if he's pushing blokes 20 years ago, but you can do it now. He w- uh, Woodstock's. You reckon it's a good, you reckon it's a good signing from, I think from Brisbane? I, Who do you get to play? So if we go off that the premise that they're going to play, um, sorry, I'm going to check this. We've got a fact check. We've got a fact check on Matt Burton. He has signed... 450. That was close. Close enough. Yeah, Still was... not enough, I don't reckon. Palsy's yeah. his manager will be like, I'll get you six, 700. Not and, in this game forever. And Willie Mason now is managing players. Listen, I will if be. you're listening in... I'm not even joking. You get 700, 800 plus. Even uh, if you're worth 200. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, sorry, um, Reynolds, do you think it's a good fit? If you if you put Katoni Staggs at 5'8", do you think it's a good half half combination? Oh, I still wouldn't put Katoni Staggs at 5'8". Please put him at centre. Oh, look, oh, my, my thing about this is I think Adam Reynolds is a terrific footballer. There's no question. He's won a comp. He's played Origin. Adam Reynolds is a superstar of the game. Will he fix Brisbane's problems? It depends what you think Brisbane's problems are. I don't necessarily think that game management is their problem. It might be. I think so. I don't know. They don't have, like you just you know, there's no real leadership out there. That's what I think he I think he'll bring that. Who do you play at six? Are they gonna I play Katoni Staggs? No. Brings its I own know. problems, I reckon. But anyway. Just figure it out, Brisbane. Get rid of your recruitment manager. We've spoken about <laughs> <laughs> We told you last week, Brisbane. We've, we've almost got rid of Matt Parrish. Now we just need Jesus. to get rid of the recruitment manager. Come and work on the show. You'd be better than a producer, you shit house. Round eight. Mm. Is it round eight? How can we up to nine. episode 11? Round nine. See? Errors. See? I've just bagged you and there's errors. Oh, Henry. Okay. Round 10. <laughs> round 10? <laughs> round 10. Uh, I just read what's in front of me like Ron Burgundy. West Tigers versus the Knights. The West Tigers. Explain to me why Michael Maguire keeps chopping and changing in key positions every mm. week. Does yeah, that... Do like, my head in, man. Does that... That doesn't give you stability. No. Just makes you question everything. Yeah, uh, I think Duay is what is he? I reckon he's a fullback. You, uh, maybe you center. I don't yeah. know. Was he five eight this he week? He was playing. For, no, he's playing the centers this week. Centers. Yeah, I want him. I want him with, yeah, I think that's probably a good decision. He's either a center or a fullback. He can't be too close because he loves running the ball. Yeah, you know. So I think that's a good decision. Good against the Knights. I mean, what about the Knights last week? I watched half that game. Sixteen nil at halftime. Like fuck, Cameron's got this. They're well over the top. And uh, obviously, I watch games on repeat 
You know what I mean? So I'm well behind. I didn't know I was that behind. Then I pressed play and it caught up real time. It was full time. Fucking night's win. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. What day is it? Uh, um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I think the Knights are on their way. I think so. On the right direction. Ponga, man. Like, There's one common denominator. It's just Ponga, but there's one common denominator as well. If you're the other team, shut him down. Mm. You shut him down, you win. You let him play like that, he's going to carve you up. Last week... The Knights actually ruined my bet thanks to bettingsite.com.au. Bet right with betting site. They destroyed my bet. You don't even bet. mean to do this shit, do you? And they did destroy my bet. Canberra, uh, I had them to cover the line. Anyway, I just I just don't understand. I, we'll talk about Canberra later, actually. Um, the West Tigers, I think, I have tipped them to make the eight and I have never regretted yeah. anything more other than probably... That night down at Santa Maria with you, whatever it was, down at Willamalu. That's my second regret. Uh, all right, the Manly. Manly. Mm. Let's call them the, the Toms. Tom the, Turbos. Tommy Eagles. The, the, the Tommy Eagles. Eagles. What an effort, eh? I watched that game. The Warriors were, they were in the game, and then I think um, Nick Arima got a ball, tried to do like a fancy little pass when he should have just hit the centre on, on his chest, and I think the Warriors would have taken that game. Because yeah. momentum was right there and it swung their way and they would have been a try or a converted, a converted try or eight points ahead with about, I think, 25 to go. Dude doesn't grab it, the centre, leaves it for the winger, the winger drops it. It was just a half volley. Fucking uh, Manly running um, 18 points, uns- like, unanswered. Mm. They just couldn't get that, they couldn't get the momentum back. So that game was on the line until Tommy turned it. He's, he's just a freak. His timing and what he does for that club is, is unbelievable, what he does. Uh, Jake Chaboyevich was um, was outstanding, but Tom's Tom's the man there. How much better does he does Jake Chaboyevich play when Tom is? It's well, phenomenal. I explained, like I explained a couple of weeks ago, what he what Tom does. He creates a headache to defensive um, space coordinators. He creates space. It's hard to defend. So like you just look at where you you're pretty much right now looking. Where's Tom Chaboyevich? I'm going to put another number there. Mm. Then it opens it up for Jake on the other side or, or DCE. So now they got um, they got room to play with. Just it creates space. The Broncos are always better at home. There's no question. And this is magic ground. Yeah. Um, oh, it is magic ground, isn't it? It's magic ground. So I wonder if they... Do you know where they got that from? It's, do you think they just created it? No, it's a Super League, isn't it? Did they even think... They never said that they patented it or anything like that, did they? They don't have to thank anyone in the NRL. Yeah, I know, but I feel sorry for the Palms. Yeah, they did one good thing. Actually, do you know what? Greg Inglis is over there playing. <laughs> do you know what I find about the Super League? They do themselves no favours. So Greg's obviously over there playing for Warrington and he scored a try in his first game and mm. he played last week. You can only watch him play if you are a member of... Because I tried to mm. find... If you're a really? member of Warrington, I'll tell you what I'm not joining, the Warrington <laughs> fan club. Do you know why? Because I don't fucking care, A bunch of like, Just Surely you've got one of Is the greatest just players... just for Greg? To watch Greg, they're just trying. It's a little just money the game. Grab. Yeah, it's a money if, grab. if it's not on Sky, you've got to. You can only watch it through the streaming through the club. I'm like, is this only new? I don't know. Maybe must be. I wouldn't have streamed you playing for Hull. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have streamed many times. <laughs> Double stream. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos are at home. I know they've got. I know it's because it's obviously at Suncorp. Hmm. There'll be, be different fans everywhere. Did but you I go think, up for that a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was great. It's a bit wild. You get what do you put? 16 NRL teams in one city. What could go wrong? COVID. Mm, nothing could go wrong. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're setting them up for failure. Oh, no. Um, I think, I think the, um, they do this kind of stuff just obviously to try and get – Brisbane's a massive big fan base. They love their footy more than, than, more than anyone in Australia. So 
Every player is going to be on their best behaviour. I think a lot, even when we're saying that, it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek, but um, a lot of clubs are on high alert, trust me. You're in there, you do a job. It's not a, it's not a party round or anything like that. You just get in there, do your job, get home. So is the go, because I've not been to it, but so they play every game at, the, at Suncorp. So do blokes just lob at 3 o'clock and then stay there for yeah. all three games? Yep. That's pretty much it. I mean, they'll still do the same sort of timetable. Yeah, it's the so same the Thursday. Time table, but they just, kind of no, start. there's no Thursday game. It's two games Friday. Okay, so two games Friday and then all and then Super three Saturday, Saturday and, and then, then three Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. If you love your footy, I think right like right last year they wouldn't they wouldn't have had it, but like it's big fan interaction, which is great. Mm. But I'm not sure with all these protocols with COVID how like how interesting that would be for a fan. You know what I mean? The clubs are gonna be rushing in and rushing out. You know what I mean? It won't be the real the fan days and everything like that, like it used to be a couple of years ago. You're never going to get any of that. There's no fan interaction, so I wonder if the crowds will sort of dissipate a little bit. How does Suncorp Stadium go with RSA after the third game? Good. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. unbelievable. Everyone really cares. <laughs> Imagine being the last game at Suncorp. Oh, oh no. Be Who blokes. is it? The Titans and Panthers. There'd be blokes literally. That's getting probably the best game of the round. They leave it to the last one. I get it, but like I'm just looking. I'm thinking about the track. The track's going to be a shit show. Well, it probably will. Actually, I hadn't thought of that. That's exactly. Nobody what I was wears long stud, long studs though. They, they were all wearing. Moulds. No, but it's still just the wear and tear of like what seven games before you. Mm. Yeah, hopefully the weather's not not choppy or anything like that. It's just um, some nice Brisbane Queensland weather for these guys. Bulldogs Raiders. That's a bloody yeah, game. game. Raiders have to win that surely. Mm. I don't know. Imagine I mean, what do you think of the Bulldogs? I mean, the Bulldogs and St. George, we tweeted about that last game um, last week. It was fucking low. It was terrible. I think I tweeted that. It was the lowest game of the year. We were on fire with our tweeting last week, actually. I was happy it was with quite, it. <laughs> I keep forgetting, fan, uh, listeners. I forget that I'm actually, I've actually got to do a job. Tweeting. I was sitting there. I was tweeting about the game before, about uh, Turbo, and then I'm sitting there watching the game the St. George the St. George game and Bulldogs, and I'm like 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh, fuck, I've actually got to be tweeting about this. Mm. So that's why we are late on to it. We got into a Twitter war too. That's always fun. Uh, Sharks versus People the get in their feelings, don't they? They do. They really what did do. I tweet about? I said, oh, you're in for a long day when your halfback gets uh, hooked and you got Lachlan Lewis coming in. <laughs> and you got- I was like, oh, my God, Billy. You used to- oh, fuck off. Do you know? Honestly, like seriously, like... <laughs> Whoever's tweeting again, like, don't don't take it personal. I'm not going to answer all your shit questions. Do you know the, the you know the best thing? I don't about care. That? I the don't bloke, care. There was a bloke, the bloke who blew up about that. He's literally he he does a, a blog, and he literally bag like he said about that um, young Warriors winger who had his first like his second game, and he goes, he's too lumbering to be. He'll never play NRL again. He'll never be a winger. He's lumbering, yeah. and then he blows up at you for having like for yeah. saying anyway. And that was just <laughs> the joys of people. About, I was just talking about like the actual game. I wasn't personalising against Flanagan or Lewis. I'm saying that's how bad you are going as a club. Mm. But people take it how they want to. Talking of going bad as a club, I know young Henrys love the Rabbitohs. They yeah. are huge fans. But I bet they were hiding after last week because all Rabbits fans have been. That was. But they'll be like, you know, we had like six starters out, which is fair enough. But still, I know a team who's coached by Wayne Bennett is based on defence. Mm. 50's it. Yeah. That'll, yeah, the Sharks are just shit. 
Oh, yeah. How bad? Good, good work uh, sacking old Johnny Morris. Yeah. Wasn't doing that bad, was he? He's 100% death riding. I know you think he's not. I'm 100% with you. He's I would be too. Death, he's sitting there in his pool bar just going. Shirt off. <laughs> just going, have a look at these. <laughs> Fake tan. Oh, Josh Hannay's doing his head coaching. Oh, mate, I feel sorry I for feel him. I feel sorry for him. He did, probably didn't want the job. Roosters, Cowboys, Bludger of a game. I oh, actually... Cowboys, my boy's back. Jason Taumalolo. Yeah. Give him 70 minutes. Look what he does. And don't structure his play. Why would you give him 40 at the start of the year and play him on the edge? <laughs> and then bag the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the way to go oh, about it. Just you ridiculous. just let the kid play. The kid is a beast. He's just, yeah, I don't know. You look at what he was doing in that game and you just go... Game what? on the line. Give the early ball. Bang, bang. Right foot, right foot, left foot. Bang. Just give it to Taumalolo. Oh, like under 10 sometimes with that kid. I oh, know. It genuinely is. Love and him, I, mate. My, my young bloke's playing in the under 12s, and we played against Jason Tamalolo on the weekend. And it's like that in NRL. You just go That's what he does. It's like David Fafita. There's yeah. only two blokes in the NRL, does Bang. it? Bang. David Fafita and Tamalolo. But Tamalolo's doing it in the middle oh. against grown ass men. Warriors, Eels. What, where do you put Reese Walsh? Don't know. Like I, I, I think uh, Harris Tavita's defense is amazing. I don't think uh, the young kid Walsh is, is out of this out of this world. I think that's why they've got Harris Tavita there because it's a big part of the game. Yeah. Note or most halves. Um, yeah, I just I'm not sure, man. What do you you can't really take you can't really put him in there really that much. Who's the half for the Warriors? You got Nickarima and so Nickarima's playing some outstanding. He's playing, he's playing some really good football. Um, yeah, and then you got the Tavita, who's he's he was in there for his his attack and defense, kicking game terrible. Walsh has got that X factor, but just keep blooding this young kid. He's eighteen. I guess can we not just scream him. for a starting job straight away? Like let's just feed him, you know, give him a little bit, pull him back a little bit, give him a little bit. You know, you get him start a few games. If injuries come in, put him in there. You know, like let's just you know let's not push RTS somewhere else to give this young kid just throw him to the wolves. You know what I mean? He's only a slight, he's slightly built. He's he's got a. You know, he's not massive. He's not like, you know, two of us or he can – two of us is a seasoned vet. He can cop hits. He can hit it. He can – and he can give hits with his body. You know, this kid's 18 years old. He's still developing. Why are you trying to throw him to the wolves? I know he's a talent. He's going to get all, a lot of football in the next 10 years. Let's, mm. just, let's just have him on the bench just in case. With all the HIAs and, and all that kind of stuff is so, so prevalent in our game right now. You need a kid who can play fullback, center, wing, everywhere. So just put him on the bench, be that Mr. Mr. Fix-It. For the Warriors, don't start him unless you have to. He's eighteen. Dragons, any good? How are the Dragons coming sick? Dragons are. They defend really well. Yeah, I mean, they got a good team. I think I tweeted on the weekend. I reckon they'll get to the preliminary if they if they can just they'll get into the eight and then they'll just clamp down on defense. They've got some really good defenders, and they're going to get um, Zach Lomax back and a couple other like a couple other forwards and backs. They're going to be all right. Ben Hunt's a good player. McCulloch's, He's good McCulloch's again. a good player. They're yeah. like they're world class players. They're not just nobodies. Mm. Um, you know, Tarek Sims, the middle, they go forward, they hit hard, they work really hard. So like there's some really good young kids there. I think I see his kids played SG ball last week. Yeah, he scored a try. And then uh Armone and there's two twins. How how ironic, how weird is that? Like Brett Morris, Josh Morris, about two thousand six or seven, they played. Wingers, both wingers centers, and now these two. Mm. Guy. Yeah, hmm. good. You know, they're, they're families the are, yeah, they're, yeah, their families are so proud. Young Tongan kids. I think I'm not sure if they're Samoan or Tongan. The other ones, but um, 
amazing work. The Armani kid, he's I did some did a few I did some sessions with him and Roger Fabry in the preseason. I thought he'd be like maybe a year or two off, but that's how quick it can happen, man. I was talking to him about this. I said, if this happens, kid, you got to be ready, man. Just get ready for the best ride of your life. But stay focused. You know, he's his old man's a really good dude, so he's got some good people around him. Titans without Fafita and no hope against the Panthers. What was that? Titans without Fafita and no yeah. hope against the Panthers. Panthers are good. They are good. They're very clinical. I mean, you need, you need. Did you reckon he deserved two weeks? He's hung his fucking arm out there. Oh, I don't know. He hit him. Okay, fairness. so what, what does Nikora get? What did he get? He got two weeks. Two, two weeks, same as David Fafita. Mm. Dropped his shoulder into his fucking mouth. You know what I mean? And then yeah. Fafita hangs his arm out and goes, meh. Slapped him around the mouth. He sort of looked like he was taking the piss, really. Was you know what I mean? Of, I don't. There yeah. was nothing. That's not two weeks. That's a warning. If I've ever, if I've ever seen anything, that's why people do their heads in. They watch the game. If you're a fan of the game, if you're like, if you're a coach and a, all that kind of stuff, like, why the fuck is he missing two weeks? Because he slapped him in the face. Because he slapped a dude in the face. I've seen a lot worse mm. get away with everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going to get near Cora, and I'm pretty sure they're on pretty like, um, you know, they're they're. Their history is not that bad. Nia Cora's history is not that bad. And no. Nevis Fafita, it's not like you've been in the game for 10 years and you're just absolute thug. He's going, you give them two weeks each. So people lose their shit, man. It's terrible. An Elmo doll that wants to kill its owner. A kid's TV show where the main character has a giant penis. Poop-flavoured ice cream. A meme that destroyed someone's life. These are just a few of the hot-button issues we tackle here on That Sucks. A podcast for your ears. I'm Troy Nabobon. And I'm Dan Cribb. And if you don't listen to That Sucks on the Handshake Agency Network, then you suck. Join us each fortnight as we unpack some of the biggest fails across pop culture and beyond, joined by the occasional special guest. Head over to thepodcasts.com.au to check out That Sucks Now. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever good podcasts are sold. It's great to watch the big boys running around. Yeah, you're damn right. Willie's Big Boy. Uh, I'm going to read that out because it says round seven, but I know better. It was round mm. nine, big boys. William, who you got? Start you with three You know what, the last couple of weeks when you were like, you, no, no, exactly what you just said. I'm like, oh, I get it because I was watching someone do his um, three, two, one votes or one, two, three. I was like, it was way better when you give the three votes at, 100% at, the, at the, at the end. It builds something. I was yep. like, you know what? I sort of fucking get it now. Yeah. I just want to get through it. Who cares? Anyway, I'm going to go one, two, and three. Yes. Yeah. Finally. Episode it's 11. for the people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My first one is for Jake Trebojevic. I think he was outstanding on the weekend. He's defense. I think he's making 40-plus tackles. He's about 95% effective tackler. Uh, I think it was like 16, 16 hit-ups. He got about 23, 24 touches of the ball. So he passes a lot. But he was digging in and he made a real big difference in that second half, especially. But he was moving all those all those middles around for the for the for the manly team, getting them onto the ball, creating a lot of space for DCE and Turbo to do that kind of stuff. So that's that's my one vote. Two votes, Junior Paulo, he was outstanding. I mean, he I think he had about twenty five touches, twenty two hit ups, close to two hundred meters, uh, I think around about thirty tackles. Um about about a ninety over ninety percent effective tackling. If you don't understand what I mean by effective tackling, that means like finishing the tackle off, not just being third man in and just cleaning up and then being involved in the tackle. Like he's putting people on their backs 
that's effective. It's not an effective tackle unless that dude's on their back or you win that tackle. So if you're involved in 30 to 30 plus, 40 plus involvements and you're still around 90, 90%, it's amazing if you can actually do that under fatigue. And he played 68 minutes, Junior Paulo. Jake Trevojevic played 80 minutes, all in the middle. Three votes. My man. Tal Malolo was back. My man, <laughs> he fucking fucking played this week. Thank goodness, uh, and he's back. He's had a rough start to the year, but he's back now. He just needed that one game there, close over two hundred meters. I think um, about 60, 65 minutes in the middle. Well, I, I think he's 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 see his defense is a little bit different from your Jake Trebouy, which is about ninety percent over. And Junior Paul is probably around about the nineties, 80, eighties to nineties is always good for a middle guy because you're involved. Your involvement is a lot. Higher. You know what I mean? You're, you're just in tackles. And that's where guys around the ruck, you can watch when they hit, they stick, they put them on their back, all these little things that I notice a lot because I know what coaches are looking at. You know, the Jake Chaboy, ne- he never misses. You know what I mean? He's going to fold you up. And Junior Paulo and all these big boys, that's what they need to get good at. And that's what I look at, how effective you are in your tackles. And they are, like, unbelievable. 80, 80% plus, but they look for in the middle. I know coaches are looking for 90% plus, even like 100 all the time. And you're involved, you could be involved, just say you've made 30, you could be involved in 40. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. So, yeah, Tal Malolo, over, yeah, and about 30 tackles. Just his involvement is, is, is unbelievable. So, well done to Tal Malolo. He's finally back. But, um, yeah, it was a good week. The big boys really, every week, man, it's hard to, it's hard to pick. Very hard to pick because there's guys out there, they're outstanding, like, you know, leaving – um, Fisher Harris out, you know, guys like that who just fucking continually just like turn up and turn up, you know, like it sucks when you guys are winning, when people are winning, you just seem to take it for granted. Oh, I don't know. Look, the leaderboard now is Junior Paulo. I'm saying Paulo's. people take it for granted. They just think that's just the norm. You know well, saying? Junior Paulo, he's been out of it for a while, but he's yeah. jumped to the top of the leaderboard after a big game. So he's in char- he's, he's in front in terms of a case of Young Henry's per week and a heap of Bondi Tony's wow. burgers, which you'll be donating to best, me. It's the best in the world. It's the best it's prize. Good prize. Mm. It is a good prize. So we've got James Fisher Harris. I'm sure he'd love a Bondi. See, they're both from out west. They don't want to come to Bondi Tony's. I'll take the prize. They'll come in. They can donate. Will they, though? Yeah. I'll it's eat a it. long way from Penrith. It's a heap. If you're listening, boys, it's a long way. I'll. I'll do it for you. And then <laughs> we've got uh, Big Tino and Payne Haas. On four points. So thank you again to Young Henry's and Bondi Tony's for your wonderful sponsorship of the And what about Yamaha? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're still getting us a they're still getting a peewee. Getting a bike. All right, William. It is time now for us to We've been really bad this year. We have been so bad. Bettingsite.com.au have been so generous with us and we have just been awful. Harry has been awful. Well, Harry's had a couple of wins early. Now he's a plant. Who are you working for, Harry? Are you working for us or are you working for bettingsite.com? He's an informant. Look, See, I'm trying informant. something. I've got my fingers in both pies, but... Look, we, I mean, between the three of us and the producer, we've got to really start to pick things up here. We're, we've been flat as a tack for weeks now. You're welcome to put your finger in my pie, Harry. Let's start this <laughs> week. I will be <laughs> taking the Raiders, 13-plus. They're bouncing back. The Broncos will 
perform but not win, and they will cover the eight. They, they, with eight and a half, they'll be fine. The Rabbitohs at the line, which is, I think, seven and a half, and then the Panthers, 13 plus, which seems to be a lock virtually every week. Do you like it? I do like it. Look, the Raiders 13 plus, you're just basically playing into just how terrible Canterbury are. Like you think the Raiders were $1.15 in the head-to-head market and the Raiders had given up four halftime leads and have lost five in a row and yeah. the Bulldogs were $5.50. Like that's how bad the Bulldogs are going. Yeah. Um, the Broncos at the eight and a half start, they won their last home game at Suncorp by eight points, lost their last home ga- their second last home game by eight points. So that's right on the razor's edge. Um, against me, you, gee, mainly with Tom Trebojevic, the eight and a half, that's a little bit tricky, but eight has been the magic number for the Broncos at home. So I do think that is in play. Seven and a half for the Rabbitohs. That's just money for Jam. I, I like that. And Panthers 13 for plus. You know, just count your chickens there. They'll beat the Titans without David Fafita pretty handily. Razor's edge, I like it. It's yeah. uh, and I'd see why you're saying that now because I see what you've you've actually yeah. gone the other way. But that's all right. So Look, what am I get getting? Nine dollars, nine dollars sixty eight with Ladbrokes on that one. Um, I, I think you you're well in play there. Absolutely, I'll take nine sixty eight. Now I got William. You're in Tigers and Knights over forty three and a half. Um, Seagulls. Head-to-head. Head-to-head. Warriors versus Eels over 47.5. And, and Titans versus Panthers over 42.5. Love, love this. One. Mm. Absolutely love this, Multi. I, look. I thought of it myself. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So Amazing goodness. what you do when you rack your brain. Yeah, you're right. Look, <laughs> the, Tigers, the Tigers can't defend a parked car, so that means Kalen Ponga could have a bit of a field day if he shows up in the mood. Um, you got to think the Knights are going to score at least 26 points, even though they're not that crash hot themselves. But the Tigers are pretty bad defensively. So I think 43 and a half points, well in play. Manly Warriors, uh, sorry, yeah, Manly, I like Manly to get the win in the head to head market there. Yep. Tick that box. Warriors and Eels over 47 and a half. I think this is the biggest over under points market of the year. 47 and a half. I think they go over that. 145 in, on an afternoon in Brisbane. Yeah. You've got to like your odds there. And Titans, Panthers, they could run up a bit of a score. Titans don't like tackling. They love scoring. And Penrith, we know what they can do in attack. Over 42 and a half yeah. seems low. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. $9.39 at Sportsback. You've got to love that, William. Mm. What price can I get that the top of your jumper doesn't match the bottom of your jumper? $1.01. It's. Money for jam. There we go. Oh, look at it. That's the best. Look yeah. at it. That Dollar is, I won. You two are just absolute covers. models. That's got some zebra in it. Mm. I don't mind that. So, uh, and the producer, um, he he has backed the Western Bullfrogs, Eastbound and Down, and Nigel Hawthorne. I don't know what any of that means. Does that mean something to you? Eastbound and Down does. That's the best show ever. <laughs> Who have we got the bullfrogs? We've got we've got the Western Bulldogs, Essendon, and Hawthorne. Hmm. Western Bulldogs, I don't know, in AFL speak, going pretty well this year. Uh, a bit of controversy around them this week. Uh, Hawthorne and Essendon not going so well, but five dollars sixty-seven with with the good folks at Ladbrokes. 
just three straight head-to-head results. The producer doesn't need much luck to go his way there to get a nice little return. I feel like he's just, just need a win. He's just got to win. He just I'm, wants I'm to get over the board. He just wants to get. Do you know what? I feel as though we're a little bit like the side that just needs a win, and just yeah. will then go right on with it. We're like the team. Broncos. We're like the Broncos. We're like the Broncos, except our recruitment manager's also shit because yeah. he got both of us involved. We will sack him. Sack him, Harry. Are you a plant? What do you got for us? Oh, okay. So the Friday, the second Friday night game is going to be a bit boom or bust for all of us because I've actually taken Manly at the eight and a half point start. Ooh. I've got the Rabbitohs at 13 plus. They were $2.40. And I wow, thought against okay. the Sharks side have given up 40 points in back-to-back weeks. I mean, Rabbitohs lost 50 nil last week, but Adam mm. Reynolds back in makes a big difference. Um, and I kind of like the Cowboys to keep it close against the Roosters. Yeah, yeah, so they're at the 11 and a half point line. I think the Roosters win, but that game was brutal for them last Friday night. There's a big chance they turn up a bit flat. They just don't quite. It's last game on going. Saturday too. Yep. I, I, Long couple $9. of days. $9.88 at Neds. Come on, Neds. I'm feeling lucky. Mm. I love Neds. Well, I, I think that this one, I reckon that we are going to get two of these up. You'll obviously fail because you've gone directly against me, and that's fine. Don't yeah, feel bad like, about it's that. Head to head, yeah. Mm. And uh, so interesting. My head's better than your head, so you're well, out. But, there's no disputing that. Uh, oh, I thought it was debatable. I reckon. Mm. The Thanks. Fifteen years <laughs> of friendship. <laughs> and the shit up. Right, one comment done. <laughs> uh, and so Craig will lose. So I think me and Willie are probably going to win. So All that's right. and and do you know what? Harry, even if we get one up, I reckon it's going to roll. What yeah, someone to, win. I don't care. What are we going to do to get nude? Get a bet up? Is that this week? Oh, as we well? just one of us has just got to get a win. If so. one of us gets, if one of us gets it up, you're nude next week. That is all that we need. We're a one in four chance of of nudity. You know, I mean, sure, there's other factors at play, but come on, there's no other factors, Harry. It's just nah. if one of these wins, you're coming on. <laughs> the clothes are either on or off. That's correct. Well, mate, thank you once again. It is wonderful to have you on the show. We really appreciate everything that you and bettingsite.com.au do for us. We really appreciate it. And next week we're going to be in the winner's list and you're going to have no clothes on. And a young Henry's for all, so get right at betting site and get there. Thanks, mate. All right. We'll see you next week. See you guys later. We just gambled responsibly. Yeah, gamble responsibly, people. We did. Someone was a bit we always do that. premature on the button then. Anyway, <laughs> I, I can. I know when that happens. <laughs> uh, bet right at bettingsite.com.au, which we just did. So mm, you it's follow not that us. hard. Follow us because we're good at not it. Not that hard. And do it on betting site because they're good too. Uh, in terms of the tips... I've uh, I've got one up on the producer again this week. He's only two in front. I've eclipsed Harry. Fuck, he's like 12, seven in front of me. He's flogging me. What have you picked? What Is there any the differences nah, here? No, nah, no. Nice They're Broncos, all... Raiders, Rabbits. Oh, Roosters. you've taken the Broncos. Yeah, I took. it was a late change. So the only difference really with all of these. And I've backed the Eagles. That's, it's, it's, this is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I did notice that. Raiders, rabbits, roosters, eels, storm panthers. I wasn't going to bring it up on air, but you've literally. I had to, I have to change. I have to change something. It's all the fucking same. Your brain. This is, is why I lose. No, it's your brain is a wonderful thing. Mm. It should be bottled. Anyway, I'm going to beat the producer. Is what it comes down to. So, William, the headline this week, um, behind the Willie Mason headline. 
there's been a fair bit. You appeared on a show called You Can't Ask That. And mm. for all of those who haven't seen it, I would genuinely, I would encourage you to go out and watch it because it's not just Will. Will was fantastic on it. I'm not being biased when I say that. Will was fantastic on it. Dean Witters was great. Todd Carney was great. The AFL people on it were great. It was a really good show. That mm. that show is a is a really nice way to get inside the heads of people that do different things, not just footballers. This was a football-specific Um People who listen to the show would be well aware of your stance on violence against women and you've been very vocal about not only um, some current players that are, that are involved in the game but also your views on that as a whole. Um, I guess a bigger audience got to see that on, um, on last Wednesday night where yeah. – um, people may have been a little bit shocked at you, your, your stance. I mean, you are obviously strong on your, your opinions and I think probably people that didn't know you and had an opinion of you have been a little bit shocked mm. by how strong your stance was and it's been fantastic. It's opened a really good conversation around this sort of thing and, and, and it's all through the press. Um, so basically the headline is Willie Mason wants life bans for footy players with a history of violence against women. It's quite a long headline, but that is um, there's a lot of things that have been quoted in this. Will, do you want to just um, – this isn't something that you just said on a show. This is something that nah. you are very strong about and have been vocal about for a long time. I've said it uh, for years. I just don't, I don't agree with um, the double standards in the game. Uh, what's happening? Well, we always go back. That that show was great because it was the guy who was running it. Um, he did a great job. You'd answer the questions, but would elaborate massively on that on the questions. I think that's when that's when most the most of the good questions were answered. You know what I mean? Like I, was, I could sort of really go, go into it because like when you got it, like when you've got it, like that um, one thing. Do you piss in your mouth? I could no, I don't. Done the, the end. end. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> I don't do it. You're not going to do that unless t- t- until Todd Carney's in the room. Yeah, um, you know, so re- just it, I really um, enjoyed myself there because he he was really good at leading me down that way. And I, I told him, said nothing's off off limits. Like let's just go with it and see where it goes. And I think that's where I was. That's that's just me all the time. I think yeah, as you said, like it was it was a very wide audience, which which it goes out to, and I, my phone's been blowing up for the last sort of week. I only just got back on Instagram today. Like I just, I don't. I mean, I, I like the the positive comments and everything like that, but I don't let it. I don't. I don't let it get to my head. There's been plenty of negative ones. There's a lot of negative career, stuff. There's so, been a lot, and I was yeah. I really I like that, and I appreciate. It. I write back. I really, I really. I really um, appreciate the kind text and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I've always stood strong on that. I just don't think you – know, I go back to the Todd Carney thing. Like, he pissed in his own mouth and he cannot play this game again. Mm. He he did his time. He went overseas, got his contract ripped up, went overseas, played in the Catalans. And I played in that uh, – my last year as a professional sportsman was was in 2016. He came back thinking that he's going to get back in the NRL and they knocked it on the head. This dude who's pissed in his own mouth. Other hand, you got people that are bashing their, their missus, being in altercations, all that kind of stuff. You know, degrading women, all caught on film, and still not doing anything about it. You know, you you do your fine, or you go to court, and all that kind of stuff. And it's just enough. Enough's enough. You know what I mean? Like we just need to, you know, draw a line in the sand, and you know, like hopefully with what's happening, it's what's transpired in the in the in the game in the last sort of year. Like players will understand that you just can't 
you can't do this shit. Did you? Did you? Did they give you the questions before you went on the show, or did they? No, no, give no. It was just that, right there. It was just there. Because one thing that I noticed, and I like, I would consider myself one of your close friends, and yeah. I know you pretty well, and. I saw the way you reacted when you saw that. Because the question was something like, why do footy players treat women like shit or something? And I saw your reaction. Yeah. And your reaction straight away was that, why am I getting tarred with this yeah. brush? You know? Yeah, and, it and was. I, because, I, like, hey, there's thousands of people that, that played our game. And there's like a minority. Out of like, just, I'm not sure how many people played this game. Five, just say 500,000. Just say like 1,000 out of like 110 years of being dicks. Mm. You know what I mean? And the game's got has had every ample opportunity to to draw a line in the sand, say like zero tolerance to this shit, and you're done. But it just doesn't work, does it? No, they have never come out with that. It's always because the player's too talented, or you know he's a star player, and they excuse that sort of behaviour as a like as a young sort of kid, and just ripple the ripple effect is just it's astronomical. What's happening now? I'm not sure what it is with the um, with the education and stuff because I was involved. I haven't been too far apart from the game. Five years, six years, six years, you know, in the NRL. And it's like, obviously the message that they're sending isn't, it's not It's not like registering with these young kids. Could you see some dumb shit this year? It's just all about education. And there's, most NRL players are all good kids. I just hope to God they learn, they learn like really, really quick, you know, because if it was a zero tolerance from day dot, there would be no dramas. Yeah. But, and but people know but people know the players can get away with a lot of shit. And hopefully what conversations like that do is they open up more of a an awareness of the fact that players and greats within the game aren't supportive of anything. And no one like is. That. Like everybody no. has my views. I'm not sure why everyone was so stunned with what I said. We all think like that. Yeah. Every single one of us. There's not one fucking player that I've played with that would stand for this shit. Yeah. We've all got mums. We've all got sisters and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's, it's, it doesn't, it does my head in to think that you're going to condone this sort of behaviour. Nobody does. I'm not sitting here, you know, preaching to the choir or just trying to tell some shit that's just way out of, way out of turn. But because the perception of rugby league players, exactly what I said, is that everybody thinks that we act like that. Yeah. No one fucking does. Yeah. No one thinks like that. We're just like normal people. We just, we're passionate about this sort of stuff and it's got to stop and it's fucking awful. So that's uh, people just act real surprised because that's that's a perfect example because they think we're like that. We are nowhere near what you think. Mm. Absolutely nowhere near it. And I think if anyone thinks that this was just, uh, you know, you putting it on or whatever, go back and listen to some of the podcasts when that original episode happened, yeah. when the thing with the filming happened and see how strong you were on it then. This isn't a new thing for Willie no. Mason and I'm proud of you, mate. To be honest, and I think everyone, if you could get to know Willie the way I know Willie, then you would see that this isn't just some sort of stunt. This is how he feels, and I'm very proud of your stance on Thank this. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. That concludes episode number round 10. 11. Henry. <laughs> episode 11. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe. You know that one, don't you? Uh, get on our th- Apple, get on Spotify, Spotify every, get on everything. all of the things. Thanks, betting site. Thanks, it's all in the link. It's all in the link. In the bio. <laughs> in the bio. We'll be following Willie more and more. Aurora! Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mason. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie.
the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for that! You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.